0: everyone and welcome to the show i'm mike and i'm marty and this is two guys a league and some guests let's get it started
1: So TV's blaring, not blaring, but like there's no there's no volume, but the light is in and everyone's trying to sleep. So I'm like, okay, I'm okay as long as Lennon's still awake. But then a the second he fell asleep, I felt guilty. So I turned it off, and I just stuck to my phone, and I saw that they won. And I, I honestly, I, I I feel like, um, what? Well, I don't know. I don't know if this is gonna come out right. Um, I feel like the fact that Colorado won made. It is going to make this show is part of the reason why this show is going to be maybe a little bit shorter cuz i just feel like colorado was kind of supposed to win this at the end when i'm looking back at the series and i'm watching it and i'm thinking about how the feeling and the momentum went throughout that series as much as tampa in the late going in the series started to seemingly claw- crawl back and and just sort of even right down to sam Coast's first goal um, the, or sort of the first goal being Samkos is in Tampa. Even then, I felt like, nah, I don't care. It's a bit early. Lots of hockey left. This is Colorado. They've got lots of players who are ready to score. Um, this is going to be fine. Vasilevsky played amazing, uh, like really amazing. But then it it just still didn't feel like Colorado was, again, ever
0: in danger of, uh, of not winning the cup that night. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, that last game was, well, uh... I, I think that last game kind of, I don't want to say like define the whole playoffs for me in regards to, in particular, the Colorado Avalanche, but like, I, yeah, I, this is kind of in my write up here. So I guess I'll kind of just jump right into it and, and then let you kind of ramble mm-hmm. off w- with what you wanted to say here, too. I mean, to me, mm-hmm. they were able to play their brand of hockey. Do You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing, there's nothing oh, yeah. really that ever listen, of course, they had to play maybe some more defensive uh, uh, hockey in spurts throughout the playoffs, just like any other team really would, right? But on an overall basis, they were really able to kind of play Colorado Avalanche hockey. And that really is more of an offensive-minded kind of, you know, wave after wave. And, you know, I know know these terms sound really overused and stuff, but it really was. Like, they were coming at you with three. Sol- I mean, that that third line. You know, you're throwing a guy like, uh, you know, Bur- oh, Burakovsky yeah. in there, in and out. Uh, JT Comfer, You got Alex Newhook. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I- I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty yeah, com- good. Well, I'm pretty comfortable with that as a as a third line. So to me, you know, these guys are kind of able to do some some damage that way. And for me, that was the, that was the big thing I took out of the, la- the uh, game six and. You know, I I feel to a certain extent it did. It was kind of a bit of their calling card, really, throughout the whole year. And and, then the nice thing about it is, what you got in Colorado during the regular season, like you didn't get this big difference with them in the playoffs. They really just kind of kept that style of hockey going. They they had the horses on the back end. I mean, you know, I I I'm not going to steal any too much thunder from you here, but I mean, Macar, like you know, this yeah he he is the thing that's getting me about him and then i'm gonna let you kind of take it from here but the thing with with him for me is he's not this like overly imposing defensive like presence right but this guy's speed just uh, i mean on several occasions this guy was able to kind of push a guy to the outside who was trying to kind of come in i know a few times he was able to get the uh the poke check going and just kind of put the puck into the corner guys trying to force his way in on the goalie. Right. But I don't know, man, like, yeah, he, he's kind of, uh, I don't want to really say redefining anything there. Like I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but yeah, yeah, (laughs) but this is a guy that's completely known for, for offense. Right. But I'm sorry. Like he, he really showed some uh, uh, um, defensive conscience and doing it his way like this
1: is it kind of is it kind of fair that he's the Connor mcdavid of defensemans in the nhl hey listen i,
0: I mean short answer yes i mean you, you you what i'm what i wanted to say was you got to kind of come at me with with something else like, you gotta you gotta you gotta give me something else here if if you're gonna knock me off this McCarthy, because like i mean i mean marty Fart- like this guy is just kind of complete offense and some, I mean, some of the defensive plays he was able to make, and again, like I say, he's it's, he's kind of doing it his way. Like, this isn't a big bruising kind of defenseman. He's not going to be this overly physical kind of guy. But man, oh man, is he ever smart with the with stick and, and just kind of... Th- you know, it'll be interesting to see over the next few years here. I mean, th- is he really thinking the game at, at, at such a high level this young? Because, holy cow, man, like, I mean... You know, he, he was even doing this uh, uh, stick check to uh, McDavid himself when he's trying to kind of come in. Man. So, I mean, anyway, just really impressed, really impressed with uh, with McCarr. And, you know, I don't want to, again, like I say, I don't want to take anything away from you there. But the only other uh, thing that I'll really mention quickly is the front office of the Avalanche. Like, I mean, from drafting, you know, you can go back to Bowen Byram, you can go back to McCarr to yeah. making these trades, uh, you know, throughout the last few years. The one that sticks out to me is a Devin Taze for two second round picks going to the Islanders. Yeah. You know, such a big, big piece. Uh, and then, of course, uh, just recently, and it kind of encompasses everything all in one. Because they drafted so well, and they draft this Justin Barron defenseman, Montreal's interested in the kid. So now they're able to move both a piece that they drafted, uh, you know, and obviously a pick with it, and acquire Le- uh, Leckner. Yeah. Who again? Pretty pretty big piece. He was actually fairly productive uh, over the course of the playoffs? And oh gosh! Gotcha. So I mean, has got a So place. I mean, uh, you just get you got to give it to Sakic and company here. I mean, they 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 really did a great job. And of course, you're going to need to keep that going, right? Because you've got two big contracts yeah. coming up in in McCarr and McKinnon. Uh, so listen, I mean, uh, I, I won't take any more of your thunder here. Congrats to the 2021-2022 Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche.
1: Do you think they'll have enough pieces to run it back? Because I would imagine they're going to lose some. They're going to lose some pieces because they've got a lot of UFAs this year. So I would imagine that they're going to lose some pieces. Do you think they're able to run it back? Like because it's going to the for as much as their core and their bigger, most important pieces are there. Um, Losing that secondary stuff, that could really hurt them. Burakovsky, Kadri, Kumper, even, uh, Nashuskin, uh, Murray, Cogliano, Helm. There's, there's some big pieces to the puzzle of why they won this year that are question marks now. How do you do that? Can they do that?
0: Well, I mean, from what I'm reading over the, you know, since the season ended here, of course, there's been a lot of news in and out, coaches and, and the whole nine yards and some players signing here and there, some trades. Uh, one yeah. in particular that I want to go over—that's just eating at me, eating at me. Anyway, we'll get into that and we'll get into that, <laughs> that shortly.
1: Oh, okay, all um,
0: right. But one save one one save guy, <laughs> one guy that I am uh, quite interested in, and it certainly sounds like the Avalanche are as well, is Valerie Nishushkin. uh Kind of a bit of a coming out oh, yeah. here, second half of the season. Uh, you know, played really well in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, played well with uh, um, uh, the top line. Uh, okay i think there was you know and McKinnon. Some sometime yeah uh, he spent yeah. some time there and i know that was kind of a revolving door i mean yeah. McK- uh, mckinnon and landis gog and, Rant, and i think we're all kind of circling around that first line at one point oh, yeah. um but i mean him uh i do like alex newhook i uh, i certainly uh would think that they want to maybe keep him in the fold i mean uh, he's got a, a pretty good pedigree uh, behind him, too. So, I mean, he could be a trade ship. I, I, I would tend to think that they may, may want.
1: That's the other angle, yeah, too. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean,
0: my initial reaction is I, I'd want to keep him. But, hey, listen, obviously this organization knows that kid way more than I do. And maybe they say to themselves, hey, listen, we need something right now. Like we need, you know, some more, some more veteran leadership or whatever the case is at that particular point. Yeah um but i my heart tells me they're going to lose berakovskiy and
1: kadri yeah. but i also wouldn't be surprised if kadri says actually i'll take a little bit less and i'll stay and let's 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 run it back and it, that might be putting a, a little bit more <laughs> towards kadri that, than most may most people might and honestly like even for kadri to come back and have the same kind of season he had this year i don't know uh, that, that'd that be difficult, and I think he might even know that. He ended up with 87 points, 28 of those goals, uh, you know, and played very well in the playoffs as well, so I do think he has an important role on that team. Can he duplicate what he did this year? No, I don't think so, and I think he might know that, So he, he can, but he can cash in on this year, so you either make the money, or you take a little bit of a loss, and you run for the cup again, and I think that's Kadri's dilemma right now. That's what he's dealing with right well, now.
0: Well, I mean, as for Qadri, uh listen, and and, and... I would be doing the exact same thing. I mean, look at the year he just had, Marty. Like, this guy's going to be able to probably get himself a six, seven-year contract here. at some pretty decent money. And look, I I mean, admirable if he does take the other viewpoint and maybe take a little bit less. I I couldn't see it it being more than like a a, a year or two unless they, they really move somebody out because... And, and and by extension, this is why I'm saying I think that Kadri's probably, in all reality, priced himself out. Like, don't get me wrong; he, I'm sure he'd want to stay, but they just can't pay it. And I I would think no. And, and unless Colorado has some something else brewing or some other idea, I would think they probably want to bring Kemper back. More importantly, do you know what I mean? So. I no. yeah
1: unless they've got another plan for another goalie somewhere but I yeah he would be uh he
0: should be on top and, of the list. I mean if I'm Kadri I, listen it's just the way everything is falling here for him I mean contract year you know the guy goes out has a great year uh I mean he's gonna make a nice little bit of coin here so I I think I think in this case if you're Kadri I mean and, and you know his age his age as well I think it's I want to say maybe the guy's like 27, 8, 9. Who's this? Uh, no, Sorry? He may even be more than that. Oh, Codry. No, he's he's thirty-one points. Wow, 31. a little off, was. boys. A little off. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> even there—that that just proves my point even more. Though I mean, the guy's got a cash now. The guy's got a cash now. So I yeah, mean, you know, yeah. And 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 that's fine. I I I. I mean, this is a long-winded answer here to, to, to he your, your question. I mean, here earned- I I don't know if they're gonna. If they're gonna have enough to be able to you know run this back and do it one more time you know t- time will tell that yeah so that that is the bigger question and it, and it depends
1: on what sack it can kind of weave right because that's that's all this is it's, it's a way of manipulating whatever the uh the settings are for for the cap and right now um well at least sorry according to sportsnet's website um their cap hit hold on a second oh that's called yeah okay uh, what is it? it was at, i think it, it's oh there it is um 82.5 million projected total cap okay so they've got 56 million tied up so 68% so they've got room uh so the cap space is about 25 and a half million now 25 and a half million but they've got a sign you know Burkowski, Caudry, Comper, Mason, Nishuskin, uh Lettinen, Murray, Abel, Kubel, Bowers, Cogliano, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. A mixture of RFAs and UFAs. They got twenty-eight
0: of them. That's a lot of people to have to and, sign. And the best part of uh, it's like half of their team. And the best I, part I, about it is is the two most important names aren't even on that list in McKinnon and Munakar. Be- because no, and, that's and, and, exactly and, and, right, and that's where they're going to be caught up here. Like I know it's it's a, somewhat deceiving yeah. when you start looking at the numbers a little bit, because yeah, they do have some room, mm-hmm. but you got yep. some massively <laughs> hefty con. And and I'm sorry, McKinnon's yeah. going to be able to roll that Brinks truck up to the back of the of ballerina yeah. so, and he's just going to be able to say, one, yeah. you know, that six point nine or whatever the hell. Time to yeah, pay. yeah, yeah. Oh man, this guy <laughs> is going to get paid. Like I mean, McCarr—that—that—that's yes. a foregone conclusion. The kid's so young; it's going to be an eight-year deal yep. for okay, whatever. Yes. I mean, at, at, at this whatever. point, at you this point, it? could there you see anything less than ten? Uh, like I mean,
1: <laughs> why why do anything less than ten? It doesn't make any sense. The kid has already and, proven that he is not only the real deal, but he's the and next. Unless team.
0: McKinnon's going to kind of do a Crosby thing, where he, you know, he's going to get some coin, but he's going to take, let's say, yeah. Two million less, maybe, or something, or whatever the case, something you know, like that. Yeah, that guy's going to be popping 10, 10, 5, 11. So, you got some hefty yeah. ones coming up. You got room to get some stuff done and, and move forward here. And, yes. and, and you should. And, and I know that Sakik is going to take advantage because you still got McKinnon, I believe, on another, on one more year here at that contract. I think so. Oh, it's got to be, I feel like it's more than that, but you could be right. Keep so, going. I mean, it's just a case where. To me, you, you know, the, the, the window, the window, it's. Oh, 2023. So, next win, next, uh, the window closes okay, next Okay, So, year. you got so, after so next So, here season. we go. He's going to, I mean, Sakic's going to do his best to run it back as best as he can. I don't know if he's going to be able to bring back a- as much depth, but don't forget, this is where this. That's but what this I'm saying. This is where it can start to get creative, though, right? Like, I mean, again, yes. this organization, like I said earlier, I mean, the drafting. The, the, when you draft well, Marty, you're benefiting yourself, in, and yeah. you know where where I'm going with this. You're you're benefiting your organizations in so many ways. The kids come up, you keep them, if if they're playing that well, if you see a, a good trajectory, and now you've got trade chips all over the place, and you and I both know that whenever these trade chips start to you know get talked about and so on and so forth. Everybody wants the young, you know. Yes, veteran leadership still has an importance in the game and so on. But I mean, but oh, I mean, yeah. but they've but got that, that. They've got that now. Now that they won in the cup, they
1: have got Nathan McKinnon, Gal I Macar. Mean, that there's there's your veteran leadership, still young, but they've got
0: it and it's proven. And uh, Landis Cog and in like they're still there. I, I mean, listen, they're in a they're in great shape. They're in great shape, period. So it will be interesting to see how Sakic plays this. Uh, just about everything the guy touches has turned to gold here over over the last little while. So we'll yeah. see how uh you know now now he's the hunted though. You know what I mean? So I mean you're you're not going to be getting any help here from anybody, right? So that's right. It, 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 good point. That's I mean it'll be tough, but hey, I mean look what he's built up to this point, and you know, and he's doing it in in different ways. Like I said, the trade market, you know, of course the deadline acquisitions, uh, you know, drafting. So. He he's he's got a, a good beat on, on a lot of different areas of his organization as as well he should, and I I don't mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't see the avalanche uh, you know falling off the uh, the ledge here too too far. I mean I really think this is going to be a team that'll go deep, I, I, again provided that some of the more important pieces come back. Like you probably want at least a Kemper in that or somebody that's to that equivalent, you know somebody's going to be able to keep the puck out and you know help you win those hockey games. I mean they got enough offense so. You just need again an average goaltender that's going to be able to, you know, hold the fort for you, and whenever things get a little dicey, can make a big saver too, and just kind of give you a chance to get your feet under you a little bit. So we'll see how it. It would seem
1: Colorado is actually a little heavy in the prospects area, and they've tipped they dipped into it obviously a little bit this year with um, Bowen and Newhook. But after that, it gets, it, it's still good. Like they went out and got Baron, right? So they've got
0: defense it falls off a little bit because they've been they've been defense. picking late in the first round here for a
1: couple of years yeah. now. So, but there's the, the the prospects they have are still producing pretty nicely, and it seems as though they might be able to get inserted every once in a while. But what, what I was gonna say is that they're they're kind of heavy D wise. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I don't know what that means for them going forward because their secret i would say that their secret weapon this year was depth not of d but depth of fords um and i think to be able to recreate that now to to suggest what they had this year part of that is actually the fact that they brought up some some younger kids the other half of that is they've got some people who were paid a reasonable amount to overachieve yes. we we'll say <laughs> um Uh, And, and, you know, to bank on that every year, that's not necessarily a good formula. Um, Not to say that, like, let's say Kadri doesn't have this kind of season. He has one that's more familiar to uh, his former Leaf fans. Uh, Same with Burakovsky, kind of in the same flavor, you know, 60-point kind of guy. There's a couple of players that, let's say, they sort of have a – they don't overachieve. They just – they do respectably. Does Colorado still come out of this a Stanley Cup champion? That's where I'm like, eh, I'm not so sure. Because not having the the A1 goalie, they had a good goalie that gave them a chance to win. But they had overachievers. And I think that was part of the secret weapon this year. I could be wrong. Uh, maybe part of that overachieving has to do with the the coaching structure. And that it will always be there, which is great. Um, But I do, I I feel that's reaching a little bit. I do think that this actually, this year has a lot more to do with uh, some players doing a little bit better than expected. And going forward, that's not a, that's not a formula to, for a dynasty, that's a formula to win a cup. Um, that's great, but you don't really know that until you get sort of
0: get halfway through the season and like, oh, hey, look, these players are going to overachieve, yay! Well, I mean, the, the, the nice thing about it is you've got you got Macar, you got uh, Girard, you got Taze, and you got uh, Bowen Byram, yeah. so they're all locked up for at least yes. a couple of years here. Uh, I believe Eric Johnson's, yeah. um, oh, sorry, Byram, I believe has his uh, uh, contract coming up. I th- is it this summer? I think it's. I think it might be this summer. I'm not 100 percent sure. It's either yeah, I think it's this summer. Okay. But either way, I mean, I don't have Byron. Oh, there it is. But either way, I, I, I mean, they're they're kind of top fours locked in. So now it's just a matter of kind of bringing in that fifth and sixth. So again, I, I'm I'm pretty much in the same realm as you. It, it could be tough because of some of this depth that you're gonna be, you know, that's basically gonna be poached from you. But we'll yeah. we'll, we'll see what. I mean, again, it's because of of that drafting, right? He's got some pieces that he can start to play around with a little bit here. So it 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 really depends on how Sackic really views the organization, who he's got in the organization now, what he wants to do. Like, is you know, and, and I'd have to assume that you know, he when I say put put all of his chips in, I, like he's gonna go for it again here. I mean, how can you not with McKinnon on that contract, right? Like, you get like you oh, gotta yeah. do it. So it's just a matter of yeah. How can he maybe manipulate this a little bit? I mean, he's been able to, to, to get some great uh, player acquisitions over the past couple of years. So, you know, uh trend is that he'll be able to make it happen and we'll see how this plays out here over the summer form. So, in the concept of $25 million left to play with and what he's got to
1: sign, his unrestricted free agents could be gobbled up. And then that leaves him with one extra spot um, in terms of, I guess, the top ones that are available Um, and then after that he would lose quite a significant amount of players so I'm not really sure what the plan is here because 25 million goes pretty fast and Burkowski is at 4-9 you know what yeah he's gonna unfortunately he's gonna get a a better offer somewhere else Um, if for nothing if for no other reason is for the contract of Kevin Fiala who now is in uh, LA for seven years at, I believe it was seven eight something like that. So that because because he's kind of in that same realm, but I would su- I would suggest that Kevin Fiala might has uh, has maybe earned a little more, but Burkovski has his place. So four nine and he's got seven mm-hmm. eight at the very least. Burakowski is probably going to be asking for somewhere around five and a half and probably. six. And right there, that means you can't get him. Same thing with Kadri. Like Kadri now at four or five, forget it. You're not going to get him at four or five. He's going to be getting seven, um, and probably asking a little bit more to land somewhere in the area as
0: Kevin Fiala. So I mean, those are two players gone. Those are big pieces. Going back to a guy like Newhook, now you're starting to hope that he can kind of take a little bit of a next step here next year too, right? So yeah, now now some yeah. hope kind of comes into to play with the whole situation where let's let's call it what it was. I mean, they had a really solid lineup from top to bottom. You know, I mean, Newhook Newhook on yeah. a third line and Newhook on a second line are two different things, right? So you got to hope that he takes that, he That's takes that true. next step, or or if you've got some of the now you're going to lose some of that depth with Cadre as a centerman. If you can, if you can yeah. figure a way to maybe keep Newhook as you know, uh, as as a purely a centerman, and maybe he you know he centers his own line now, kind of the next small step for him, you know, rather than bring him right up to a second line, we'll see. I I, I would probably yeah. like that a little bit more if I'm Joe Sakic because if I'm able to get something that pushes Newhook back down to the third line and centering his own line, that means I probably have something pretty yeah. decent here as a second line center. So. I'm sure he's probably thinking maybe more along the lines of that, but hey, that's why I'm behind a computer and he's the general manager of, of the Colorado Avalanche, yeah, right?
1: Well, a little <laughs> bit.
0: <Yeah>. Perhaps. Perhaps.
1: <laughs> um, it does suggest, though, that he's he's going to have no choice but to let Cumper uh, go unless he's willing to take the same amount of money that he took last year, which was 4-5. Because it the formula he's got going right now, he can't really afford a goalie any higher than that. So if he can't get Kumper at 4-5, or five, he's going to be looking elsewhere, which means he's not going to be necessarily getting a, a top-tier mm. goalie. So by not getting a top-tier goalie and just sort of hoping that what he has works out again, which, you know, at 4-5, or five, you can still find yourself a decent enough goalie to, to plug the hole. Plus, they still have Francouz. so there, there's still something there. But it does mean that chances are kumper has gone as well. So I, I, you know, Ooh. like I'm sorry, Colorado fans. This is not probably exactly what you want to hear. We're supposed to be talking about how great it is that you won the cup, and it is. It's great that they won the cup. But with uh, winning, I'm super happy. But for soccer, with winning the, the
0: cup, but I mean, comes some tough decisions here now, right? And speak, and spe- Yeah, and that's. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I go was ahead. just gonna say.
1: I was just gonna say, and that's that's where we're at. We're we're at the point where you know the. The champagne's still flowing. You guys are still celebrating. Absolutely, go into that. But trust me, Sackic is worried right now, <laughs> or at the very least, he's he's thinking about this stuff. This is what's on the back yeah. of his mind. The paperwork has started. If not now, then soon. Um, the draft is when is it? Is it next week uh, or? i not, week? what
0: is it? Is it not the Do thir- I want to the say thirteenth. Why do I? Why do I want to okay. say thirteenth? So it's yeah. next week. You want to
1: say it because oh, it's right. but nice. no, I don't know. I You said thirteen. I'm saying fourteen. Five hundred dollars. Oh online, my here, God! What is uh,
0: somebody oh, needs NHL. to tell me about this five hundred dollars. When did when did this when did this happen? <laughs> when did I sign the papers? And whoa. <laughs> okay,
1: it's all right. We both okay. lost. <laughs> July eighth. It's in a couple of days. It's this so week. Oh, uh, Jesus. Anyways, so he's thinking about he's he's planning stuff now, right? Like, I mean, this is what you do right before you go into a, a draft. Like, you've got to. You've got to back it up because the only thing better than winning the Stanley Cup is winning it twice. And if you get an opportunity to put something together that even flirts with the concept of dynasty, um, then you need to take that chance. And I wouldn't—I'm not suggesting that uh, Colorado are at that point in this conversation. Uh, They've—you know—look, they've only won one, and we're already doubting their chances at running it back. Um, but that's as a GM, I know it's just this year that you're focused on. Uh, in terms of winning. But like you do look down the road. That's why you get prospects and that kind of stuff. But um, I think the more Sackick will look at this team uh, and its core, he, the more he'll probably realize that he's got a very good opportunity here to to keep something rolling. Um, this team has an opportunity to roll because they've got such great foundation in McKinnon, McCarr, Ranton, and Landeskog. So many pieces, pieces right there. Gerard uh Taze. i mean it the, honestly the, it's a very impressive list of the core players that mean the most to this team um that's why i don't think in the end it's all about uh, the secondary scoring but it's clear that this year that was a big reason why they won do you think they win it without secondary scoring do you think this team let's say they just had mediocre se- uh, third and fourth lines uh, that just go out and do one thing and one thing only do you think they beat the tampa bay Bo- uh, lightning
0: i I don't think without that so. secondary scoring, I we're not here talking about uh, the Colorado Avalanche winning the the Stanley Cup. I I, I don't think anyway. Right. I mean, like that that was a pretty deep team. So you know, th- yeah. it's it's definitely going to look a little bit different than it did uh, this year. Obviously, I mean, I don't think even Avalanche yeah. fans are are uh, um, you know in the dark about that, but you know he they no, like, they're aware. like he, he's going to have yeah. he's going to have to, have to uh, weave his magic sackic that is and and, and kind of keep yeah. up the like i say this trend of of making some great player acquisitions and moving some things around and 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 utilizing what yeah. he has in that organization to to get what he needs and i mean he again he the, the trend is is that he's done very well so far i i can't see where you know obviously you're going to have some bad deals at some point but hey he hasn't really you know done anything too damaging at to this point so i really don't see that changing over the next few months here over the course of the no, offseason th-
1: Sackett has done a good job of being consistent and making sure his team is competitive and that's one thing they can sort of count on for the colorado avalanche what i would be concerned with to a degree is the fact that florida got swept and they were the presence tr- trophy winning team and they're basically going to be the same thing going into next season I don't think they get swept again. I think they learned a massive lesson this year, and I think you. I think next year, um, people need to be seriously concerned with how good Florida is going to be r- the whole season long and well into the playoffs. I'm. I, w- if I, if I if I if I'm Colorado. I'm trying to make sure we're as deep as Florida is because that was one thing that Florida was very much was deep. They had three lines. That can go out there and score in abundance and almost on command. So that was their biggest strength. But I think next year, Sergey Bobrovsky gets pissed off about this year. And he kind of does a little bit of the carrying of the load, especially in the playoffs. And I think you need to be aware of that. At least plan for that. Because that is one of your biggest threats. Tampa Bay is probably done with their... <clears throat> with their concept of dynasty oh. at this point i don't know how
0: many more they got I, in there I, I don't know and that's something that's sticking in my craw over the past couple of, a couple yeah. of days here listen i mentioned it earlier in the program i've been sitting here i've been waiting to kind of you know get my two cents in here
1: mm.
0: i've got an issue okay <laughs> i've got an issue oh <laughs> i've shit. got an issue <laughs> i got a bone to pick with the tampa bay lightning I've got I've got a bone oh, I've got God a bone to pick with, Julien Brisebois uh, to a point, and it's this. It's a letter to the NHL, and all their teams. Oh, why do you NHL funny. clubs want to continue helping out the Tampa Bay Lightning? <laughs> because whenever I see Ryan uh. McDonough <laughs> go to the Nashville Predators, with four years left on that contract. Ah. At 6.7 million dollars. I'm sitting there saying to myself, why are you guys what? helping out the Tampa Bay Lightning man? Like, obviously, they I, just I signed care. Paul to Nick Paul to a pretty sweet deal, under four million, seven yeah. years. Okay, so that's yeah. taken care of. Now you got a, a kind of a second or a third line guy that's gonna be around for a while. The money that they just yeah. the money that they just unloaded in McDonough, now they're gonna be able to put some of that to an Andre Pilat." Uh, or a, I believe it was Yan Ruda is another guy that they're looking at keeping. I'm just like, okay. I'm like, stop it, just stop <laughs> it. like, just stop it, <laughs> just everybody, don't start
1: it, Wh- don't even why, start, why would
0: you start? I, I and and I'm talking to a buddy at work today about it. I understand Ryan McDonough, good, good locker room guy, good defenseman, good solid D guy. Okay, Nashville. Ryan McDonough is not the piece that is going to get you to the Stanley Cup, so I don't know where this is going with Nashville and Ryan McDonough. I, I, I get he's a great guy. <laughs> he's he's got some serviceable years left in him. I don't think he has four yeah. serviceable years left in him, but that's just me. Like I think he's got another couple yeah. good years you can get out of this guy. I just in my head I'm like, sorry. I didn't really have Nashville in like a top five or a top six or a top seven in the league. And oh my God, Ryan McDonough just pushed us over the edge. I'm, I, I, nah. so, so listen, uh, it, it's, it, good on you, Julian Brisbois, and good on you, the Tampa Bay Lightning, for being able to do this. I don't know how you sucker yeah. teams into getting this done. And on top of it all, <laughs> and on top of it all, Brisbois had to go to McDonough. To waive his no trade clause, so oh, so right. like I'm I'm just like Mc, McDonald's probably like Are you sure about I'm this? I'm just like I, I I'll wait. I'm it. like I'm like either Julian Breeswa is the nicest goddamn general manager on the face of the earth, and all these players want to do something for. I'm, I just like so Tampa gets out of yeah. almost seven million dollars anyway. I'm just like hey, listen, good on him. Obviously, they know what they're doing down there, and they know how to run an organization. But yeah, that's my small little comedic.
1: Nashville? Oh, not oh, Nashville. No. Tampa. Tampa.
0: Okay. I'm like, <laughs> they know what they're doing down there. Obviously, being able to unload that contract, yeah. I still don't understand. But anyway, good on them, whatever. But that's my bone to pick. My comedic bone to pick with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So there you go. You're not wrong. Oh, man. That's the thing. I'm just like, like teams what Teams shouldn't guys... be trying to I couldn't believe it. Help. I couldn't believe it when I saw it pop up on my phone. McDonough to Nashville. I'm like, okay, <laughs> why? On two fronts. Oh. i'm like why are you taking this player why and helping out and, uh, i like that why are you taking this player sure why on two fronts? you know what i'll get it done i'll get it done this summer it's happening i, I just <laughs> uh, anyway you know what rant over <laughs> rant over i'm good Come marty it's why it's don't you go ahead and start it. letting us know about some of the things that have happened in the league over the last little while
1: so that's the great thing about hockey is that uh, there's no we, we care as much about the uh, the play on the ice as we do about the stuff off yep. the ice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, Brock Bozer, good for him. What a rough year he had uh, off the yeah. ice specifically. Um, so this is actually nice to see. But more importantly, the Canucks, big piece. I do think Bozer, um, he didn't have a bad year. But I think he was obviously a little distracted, which means even something even better next year because some of those distractions won't be there. So kudos to him, kudos to the Canucks. I do think the Canucks are actually, they've made a few really good moves. I think they're on the right course. So I like that signing a lot. Uh, Nick, uh, you mentioned that Nick Paul, seven years with Tampa at 3.15. What a contract, which bud. Oh, is my God. Such a smart. Oh, my. What a. This is such a beautiful contract. It oozes success for Tampa. Like it's it's such a great piece to have for the next seven years with so much potential. Like Nick Paul could easily have a cadre year. I could see that. Not like listen, eighty-seven points. That's not necessarily what I mean. I mean Nick Paul could overachieve. Yes. And he could overachieve twice in seven years, if not three times. Like I, he's a very good player. It bothered me that Ottawa got rid of him as if like it, he didn't. He wasn't a good fit in Ottawa. He was a great fit in Ottawa. It made a lot of sense to keep him. But whatever. Good for Nick Paul cashing in. In a sense, because three point one five, I think in about two years, maybe even next year, he might regret that a little bit. But definitely on the back end of the seven, it'll make sense, and and then even he will be like, "Ooh shit, sorry, I'm taking so much money."
0: But anyway, I, I could easily see the guy at like four, four point five type of deal. You know what I mean? But but I, but again, yes, I mean to yeah. stay with Tampa Bay but, and that organization locked locked in for seven years too.
1: Oh, that's a no. That's a no brainer so, for
0: him. Like that's fucking hilarious. But
1: again like 3.15 in 7 years is well it sorry is it i don't know i don't know if it's necessarily um a, a given that it's a steal um but i would say be, mostly because of his performance within the playoffs this performance in the playoffs was actually one of How do I say this? Um, He didn't necessarily overachieve in the playoffs, but he definitely had things rolling in the playoffs and he was looking great. And I think that's actually where he was able to sort of finagle a a decent-sized contract at seven years. But I think the 3.15 actually comes more from the side of management where they're like, all right, listen, if you want the seven years, we like what we saw. We don't mind giving you seven years but you're going to take less than market value in a sense. And I, I don't know is is Nick Paul really worth less than 3.15? Man no. I think 3.15 actually makes a lot of sense. Is he worth more than 3.15? Uh no, I think we'll get there. I think he will get there. Um but to suggest that right now, no. We're actually we're actually just going to we're going to assume that Nick Paul is right where he needs to be for now. But in a couple of years, I think we're definitely going to see him um, warranting a little bit more than 3.15. But for sure, he uh, you know he's making less than that coming into this year, making 3.15. He's happy. I mean, it's it's millions of dollars. How could you be upset, Nick Paul?
0: Yeah, we're 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 a little we're a little disappointed that uh, I mean at, at the fact he probably could have got more. But I understand where he's coming yeah. from. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. if Breesbach comes to you and he says, Okay, listen, seven, not three point one five, I mean, just just the seven years locked in, right, is kind of a you see you're sitting yeah. there saying, Okay, maybe Like
1: don't you agree, you don't you feel like the seven and the three point one five is a good split of like for Nick for for Nick Paul to say, probably all right, listen, I wanna be here, I want long term, seven years. And then for management to say, if you're gonna be here long term, you're gonna get three point one five which might be less than what you think you're deserving now or next year, but we're taking a risk with you at seven yeah. years. So give and take. Yeah. But- so I think the seven is on the player and the 3.15
0: is on the management. It, it, yeah, I, I would have to agree totally with that that statement. I mean, it's a case where both of them came together and that, w- listen, whether the player, I mean, it could have really went both ways, I suppose. Oh, I, I don't know if the team would have wanted to necessarily lock in for seven years. So I would say that was probably pushing from the player side. And like you're saying, I could be an agent. No, move. that could be an agent. Yeah. Move. Yeah. An agent stepping in and say, listen, five's no good. We're doing yeah, seven. Yeah. I, I agree with your statement wholeheartedly. And, you know, kind of Tampa Bay coming back and saying, "Yep, yeah, no problem. We can give you the term, but this is what we're paying you per year. So
1: give it, yeah, give it, exactly. take
0: it in both cases, but you know what? It, it really is a good move for both uh, uh, parties. Oh at, yeah. If 100% at the particular moment. Could that 3.15 yes. you know years down the road be something that Tampa Bay maybe wants to use on something else? Hey, listen, we don't know what's gonna happen four or five years down the road. So right now, good move for both. Can't complain whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Good for them. Kevin Fiala trade to LA signed seven years, seven point eight seven five. That is an overpay? Yes or no? Hmm.
0: <laughs> on the spot. I will I Do will it. say. Right now, with a gun to my head, maybe a little, yeah, maybe a little, maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, of course, with the pandemic, things stalled a little bit in regards to the salary cap. So let's just let's just for shits and giggles here, kind of say that you know maybe you're looking upwards of an eighty four point five, maybe an eighty five million uh, uh, um, cap, allotted cap space, if you will. Uh, maybe maybe yeah, even higher yeah. if it wasn't for the pandemic. So, you know. I, I I could see I could see it being about three or four years down the road, but this being a, a pretty good deal. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they got this, you know, looking if you if you kind of push to the end of the contract in six, seven years down the road, and you know how those salaries kind of inflate almost on a yearly basis here, having a guy at under 8 yeah. million. So I got it. You know, yeah. Who's the, got the potential to score you 30 goals? Now, I, I'm sure you and I are both going on his production this year. So if you're, if, if, this, well, if yes, this guy yeah. can keep within five to seven points, either greater or even if he has a little bit of a bad year, if he can stay within 10 points of, I mean, he hit what there this I, I think, yeah. I mean, he was what, 83, 84 points, I think, this year? So, uh, Close, 85 and 82, 33 of those goals. That's the first time he went above a point So, game. I mean, if this guy can give me, you know what, even as low as 75, 73, 74 type of deal. Yeah, If yeah. he can give me that on a consistent yeah. basis throughout this contract, and, and, I'll, and I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll even sense. give him falling off a little bit more than that towards the year six and seven, it's a pretty good contract. I mean, if you're going to get a guy that's going to get you 75 to 80 points per year and he's getting you uh, that at under 8 million, in, this, in, in today's NHL, Yes, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah.
1: Also, remembering where um, Los Angeles is in their rebuild Mm -hmm. and understanding what that team is and what they may or may not need. Um, Having Kevin Fiala just makes a lot of sense. Having him locked in for a long time makes a lot of sense. The money might be a bit of an overpay now, but uh, LA was in the playoffs this year. Mm -hmm. And is LA... Maybe a little bit more dangerous, dangerous with Kevin Fiala going into the playoffs. Well, maybe not the Kevin Fiala of this year's playoff series. Um, but he has proven that he can put up numbers when he needs to. He had a season with uh, Minnesota where he was at a point of game. So he can do it. Maybe just didn't happen to do it this year. That's fine. But when you've got Alex uh, Iofalo, uh, Kolpitar, who's still playing well, Kemp, uh, Grunstam, <laughs> and Deneau, who is... Always finding a way to make sure his team finds a way to the playoffs, uh, <laughs> Trevor Moore. Yeah, but anyways, that's where you insert somebody like Kevin Fiala. It makes your second line that much better, or possibly your first, and then even still, your second line's better. It's benefiting. It's benefiting from the fact that there's a, a trickle down effect. Well, I, so you've got from Los Angeles that
0: you've got a justification for it as well. Oh, absolutely, I mean. and and I'll piggyback right onto that. I mean, if you're the Los Angeles Kings. The way this all played out, I'm sorry, you gotta be thrilled about that. I mean I mean yeah. Minnesota knows okay, everybody and their dog now certain teams just didn't have the room for this player or didn't want this player, weren't interested. There's yeah. lots of different scenarios. But every team in the league had a chance yeah. at this guy because they knew Minnesota couldn't sign him. So this guy was this yeah. guy was out, so he was available. You aren't playing that guessing game. Los Angeles needs scoring. Like they need scoring. They, they, That's it. So you went out and got what you needed. They, there yeah. were other teams that could have got into this here as well. So, I mean, for for Los Angeles to kind of come in there, give up what they gave up, I think they gave up a first rounder and like a, a decent prospect. For them to get in there, okay. get that player. I mean, again, Marty, you're yeah. talking, to, yes, it's only one year that he that he busted out the, the point per game. But yeah. he's coming off a point per game. So, he, he, you yeah. saw the way he played with skilled players. And, yeah. and you're still doing this at under 8 million. Like, I, I don't know, man. True. To, uh, it, from Ali's from, from point of view, I'm starting to think that this is one hell of a good move. Because... Uh, I, th- I
1: I So long as he comes out and shows... Like, listen, he doesn't need to score at
0: a point a game. He, I do think he needs to score 30 goals. Yeah, though. like, I, I mean... This guy cannot go from what he was to now sixty points. If we're talking about seven point no. eight, almost eight million, for a sixty-point player, yeah. that's a problem. That's a problem. Ooh, coaches are gonna get so, fired. So, so <laughs> if this kid can keep this seventy-five and up, I I, okay. I think Los Angeles has yeah. to be happy with that. I mean, yeah, I think so. just at the dollar, the dollar figure alone, because. With, the, with everything loosening up now with the pandemic and, and and that i would have to assume that you'll start yeah. to see this increase here a little bit over the next few years and you know th- does Probably. that it, does that contract just start to look good all on its own do you know what i mean just with time better and exactly. better yeah, so, true, so we'll see how this plays yeah. out but i mean today yeah. with this signing in the present moment it's it's a it's a good signing for la for sure it's a fair we'll we'll call it a we'll call it a fair absolutely move. absolutely um so,
1: do you think Rick Bonus signing with the Jets make any makes any sense?
0: Well, I like it. I I like the the fact that they got him after they didn't get who they really wanted, and we all knew who that was. They yeah. wanted to bring Trotz home. Yeah, Trotz. Um, yeah. And with, it's kind of funny. The first thing that I thought of whenever I said bonus to, whenever I read bonus to the Jets. Now, I don't. I I didn't read up into how many years he signed for. I would imagine. It's multiple years, it's three, but the first thing that came I'll the check. first thing that came to mind when I saw his name linked with the Jets is he is very much an older coach, okay? Yes, I have to wonder if he now I don't think there's necessarily been a discussion with Rick in regards to hey Rick, come on in here, we're really going after Barry. we're gonna wait for Barry, but you see where I'm going with this. Uh, easy to easy to yeah. kind of say thanks a lot rick we, we appreciate it we're going to bring barry in now when he's ready let's say next year or <laughs> whatever the case is right because you and i both know that's that's it was almost winnipeg's biggest bit of business they they wanted they wanted yeah. to bring him home the whole nine yards i know there was other teams that were interested in him maybe he wasn't even interested in winnipeg but i i will say that that was the biggest target player or otherwise for the winnipeg jets They didn't get him. So I think you get a pretty decent soft landing spot with bonus. Uh, I think, you know, obviously the guy can coach. He can coach deep into the playoffs, brings the stars to the cup final a couple of years ago. So, I mean, the guy isn't a dinosaur. You know what I mean? Like he he knows how the game's played. He he knows how to get the the most out of his teams. And I think he will with the Jets. Um, I think what he did with Dallas is exactly
1: what we should expect with Winnipeg. I do think there's success there. I do think there's uh, room for growth. I do think there's room for overachieving. Is there a cup? Mm. I think Winnipeg needs to do a couple more things before they get there. I don't think Rick Bonus is going to just del- hand deliver them a cup. Um, and I, I know Pierre Luc Dubois has already talked about <laughs> uh, testing for agency, even though he's got two years left on his contract. Um, it, you know, Winnipeg still has issues they need to to figure out. But I think this is still a step in the right direction. It is the, the contract is two years. Okay. Does that lend itself to what you just talked about where Trotsy might come in after two years? Potentially, maybe that's the conversation that was had because so Trots still has one more year where he gets paid.
0: I think so. Yeah. So then
1: In the second year. Yeah. So in the second year, Trots just maybe prepares himself. And then uh, when uh, Rick is done with his contract it in
0: Slotsbury Trots, maybe that's the overall plan. So thing I mean You're I trying. certainly don't want a slate bonus it's just i I, I was kind of actually no, I was no, kind no. of surprised actually whenever his name came up because I really thought when he stepped down from Dallas that yep. that was kind of it I, I I could see him maybe continuing on for a few more years as an assistant but as a as a head coach yeah. I thought that was kind of it for him but hey listen uh you know it, it, the writing is on the wall here Trots was the man. He basically said yeah. to everybody, sorry, going to take a year. And you know what? Now that you mention it, I mean, with him being still paid a year uh, with the Islanders, it, yeah. it, it it actually kind of makes a little bit of sense where the guy kind of takes a bit of a breather here. Been coaching for a number of sure. years. Probably sees himself wanting to coach. So you know what? Let those juices kind of fester for a little bit. You got the year yeah. off. Spend some time with family. Yeah. I believe uh, one of his, uh, his kids is uh, special needs. Uh, so I know that. I, so oh, okay. I, I do believe. He, uh, of course, spending more time uh, uh, with his kids is, is. Is I mean, anybody would want to do that if you're a father, or mother. So, um, you know, is it is it a case that that that's what will happen? I don't know. I'm probably out in left field. It's just the first thing I thought well, about, and it listen, just kind of had to can do. You suggest with, that you're. In le- well, it just had to do with bonus, right? I just didn't see him. Being a head coach again. Now, again, uh, he's going to do it. He's going to do a of great left job. Field, that one felt a little left field. Like he's going to do a great when, job. I, when I saw
1: him too, I saw the same thing. He is going to do a great job. He's done a great job wherever he's gone. I don't think that's necessarily the point, but I do. This does feel a little bit like um, a placeholder. Yeah. And like there's, you know, Rick may be aware of this or not. I don't think he cares. Two years making some money. Uh, there is a good team there. Uh, there's something to be said there, and he can have some fun with that team and possibly bring it some serious success. But who's kidding who? when <laughs> when you don't get plan A and you know you're you're you are plan B, um, there's a bit of there, <laughs> there's a bit of hesitancy there, but hey, listen, go out get paid and then see what happens after
0: that. And if that is the case, obviously with with that, you get the understanding too from both parties, right? Like I mean, if that is the case and yeah. maybe they are gonna kind of go after trots later on down the line. I'm sure there's been somewhat yeah. of a, a discussion that's been had between bonus and the organization, but hey, listen, uh, Jets. I think you're in good hands with Rick Bonus. Don't think any, I don't necessarily think it means a Stanley Cup, but uh, you're in good hands. No. You're in good hands. Yeah. Uh, the only other one I really wanted to mention, I I know I put down Craig McTavish signs with the Blues
1: as assistant, but I mean pff, whatever. Hey. Good for Craig McTavish. There you go. <laughs> uh, but Jim Montgomery signing with Boston. Um, Interesting. Interesting. It, 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 it I mean, feels like a downgrade. Like Cassidy went, <laughs> like, and,
0: and if I'm not mistaken, Cassidy did go to Vegas, right? Uh, uh, is that where he went? Yes, he did yes, go to Vegas. He did yes. go to Vegas. So uh, again, I'm still maybe a little bit in shock. I still think Cassidy. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know if there was a difference in philosophy, yeah. whatever the case may be. But in, according it, to Tom,
1: the one of the uh, main reasons why this happened was the players uh, got together and asked for for him to leave. Uh, and said basically, it's him or us in a kind of way yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. anyways, that's I mean, Tom's on the ground <laughs> he's he's our he's our he's our insider. He did predict uh, he was what episode six or sixteen, whatever one of those he he had the prediction episode. um what was the prediction uh, Bruce he Boudreaux. predicted somebody getting oh Bruce Gojo. that's it bru uh, Bruce, Bruce Goudreau. um so that was an interesting moment. So I'm not necessarily saying Tom's wrong, but I'm also not necessarily saying Tom's right. We'll just go there.
0: Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see how. I, I don't know. I mean, the last time we saw Montgomery, I mean, he was basically taking some time off to deal with some uh, uh, substance issues, I think, and if I'm not mistaken, and you know, obviously he's dealt with those. So, so we'll see what the situation is with Boston. I mean, you know, I, they're 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 in flux. I mean, that that's a team that's in flux. That we talked about a little bit uh, a few weeks ago, and you know, with some of the injuries that they're going to be dealing with going into the first half of yeah. next year, and An older squad, so hey, you know what? We'll see what what happens with Boston here, but Montgomery is definitely going to have his shoes filled for sure with that uh, with that uh, uh, vacancy now being filled. I'm yeah, I if I if I were a um,
1: diehard Bruins fan, because I am a a Bruins fan, I don't that I I don't think I'm I would say I'm a diehard fan, but um, he. He he doesn't similar to uh, to to Rick Bonus as a placeholder. I'm getting the same feeling from from Jim Montgomery here. I do think Boston is in a position where they're stuck before their transition. They they don't know really what they're gonna do this year because there is there's potential and there's enough potential and enough contracts um, for them to do something. But unfortunately, there's injuries that are definitely in the way and retirement. So I know they were supposed to meet with Pachis Breesbaugh recently to talk about his future with the team. I don't know if anything came out.
0: I don't know if he's said that, all right, I'm going to sign one more year or anything. I didn't hear I, anything. I believe, I don't know if it's official, but I do believe that Bergeron is going to sign a one-year contract to come back with the Bruins. Um, oh. And I also know that talks will be had with David Pasternak at some point over the offseason. They're going to want to figure out where his head's at, and he's going to want to figure out where they're at because I believe that yeah. contract comes up at the end of next year. And if it's not next year, it's the year after. So it's coming to an end, and Oof. both parties are going to kind of want to see where they're going here. So, yeah. you know, what that could see, be... See, that's what I mean.
1: Boston's in a mm-hmm. difficult position, yeah, very similar are. to in the sense of Winnipeg where you kind of just need a placeholder as a coach for the next little bit before you sort of settle into somebody with your new look team, because that is this team is going to look very different, different in three years Um, in three years from now. It's just so right now it's difficult. You can't really let go of this team. They're still good enough to compete to suggest they're built to win a cup. I don't think so Um, to suggest they can get the pieces to get that cup. I don't think so either. Um, you kind of have to hope that the old horses can really pull the wagon yeah. and do something miraculous, and that's kind of what you bank on this year. And honest to God, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it'll keep the fans entertained, it'll keep the fans involved and interested because they, again, they'll still be good enough to win uh, to to win some games to get in the playoffs. They're another 100 point team this year, and they're basically the same team going into it, minus the injuries right. um, or including injuries, I should say. <laughs> but they are they've got some good pieces there, and they'll be all right. Is, you know, is Jim Montgomery really the one that'll put all the pieces together and get them that cup and and find a miraculous way to make it all work out? Eh, I don't know.
0: (laughs) We'll see. And and I I don't feel it, but we'll see. Yeah, it will be tough. It it will be tough for sure. Um, One thing I'd like to do before we we kind of sign off here this week, folks, uh, big shout out to uh, We Got Balls podcast uh they've been giving, they've been giving us some massive shout outs all year long and you know what uh the podcast community as uh as you all know is a you scratch my back I scratch yours type of mentality and you know what uh if you uh, if you guys are looking for some entertaining material and I mean this is kind of across the board I mean we're a little bit more uh centric on the hockey stuff and we always will be we love the game and Uh, I don't see that for changing anytime soon. But if you're looking for a little bit more diversity, you're looking for some different things, you're looking for uh, uh, some comedic uh, timing, if you will, well, you got to check these boys out. We got Ball's podcast. It's it's something, folks. And uh, if you're looking for some entertainment, go check them out.
1: Very creative with how they come up with their ideas and their stories. It's nothing like you've ever heard. So quite honestly, uh, they've done very well this year, in my opinion. Uh, The material this year was... Um, off the charts man very off the charts and, and just very creative something different something fresh that I honestly I hadn't heard put together before and when they uh, every time they start doing stuff and they start laughing and they they're into it once they get into it it's infectious yeah. so get involved and it's really you'll start laughing too it's worth it um so yeah so I think that's that's basically I mean there's obviously there's no abuse and the beast I do think we're going to do a bit of abuse and beast next week though which is a, our official last week um, we've got some special guests there and I'm thinking about pulling, uh, you know, uh, at least one beauty and one beast out of everybody. Um, but we'll, uh, I don't want to give too much away of what next week will be. Just know that next week will be a very special finale, uh, the ending of our first season. Um, and it will be, will uh, be a big it'll one. It'll be weird. It'll be weird. It'll, it'll be we weird for a couple season. of weeks
0: to not have any kind of podcast going on. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I think I'm going to have some withdrawals. Yeah. But that's okay, Marty. I'll I'll just kind of you know just call me. Yeah, exactly. I'll just call you and maybe we'll just do it. we'll do like a live podcast between the two of us. That's it. That's we call that a phone call now, Mike.
1: Uh-uh. <laughs> but yeah, it it'll it'll be very uh, surreal to sort of. Um, finish the first season of our podcast because honestly, I didn't, it's not that I had any intentions of, um, of, of, of anything really for this podcast, but it, I feel like this year um, kind of uh, my expectations were exceeded. Uh, this was so much fun, and it was um, a learning experience all the way through. But I feel like next season is going to be even better. Yeah, man. And I think that we're we're going to come in even more prepared next year. And I'm because we started in November, so we actually missed a month of hockey, some of the like the beginning of the season, some yeah. really fun stuff. So, um, so so look for look for us to change things up a little bit next season. But we're really I think we like the format. in fact, if anybody's got any suggestions about the format or or anything that we do uh, for maybe things that needs to be changed or improved on, uh, definitely let us know. Uh, I appreciate knowing that you guys love what we do. uh, And so don't change a thing kind of thing. But I I do think we need to change some things. But I I just I want to know what it is you guys want more than what we're doing now.
0: Hey, Listen, I mean, we're, we're constructive criticism. We are all over that. We we're, we we just want to improve as much as we possibly can. So, anything that we That's can it. do to 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 move that along, and uh, I mean, by the end of the day, and at the end of the days, and this and that, that'll never change. So don't 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 tell <laughs> <No>. <laughs> don't tell us to not say it because it's going to be said, and you're just you can't ask us not, not say. You know, it. you're just going to frustrate you. That's all we're going to do. So. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it, it's it's been a great year, certainly looking forward to our uh, last episode season finale next week, and I'm pretty sure that yeah. you folks will enjoy every last bit of it because there will be some, uh, some razzing going on, I'm sure. I, re- I would imagine it's some
1: razzing and i would imagine some very informative uh, in-depth looks into things that we talked about went over the season and uh, maybe some things that we miss or most likely some things that we miss as well so uh definitely tune in for next week's show and uh and enjoy it as much as uh, as much as every other show we put out there this year because we see the love and we love the love absolutely man
0: Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at two guys a league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes at anchor.fm slash Tugalag. Or you can follow us on Twitter, where you can find all of our info. Our handle is at Tugalag. That's the number two, followed by G-A-L-A-G. Don't forget to like, follow, and share. Thanks for listening, and until next time.